The subject of the next two prokim, for the most part, is the laws of inheritance. And the Torah specifies a particular order of priority, who exactly receives the inheritance when somebody dies. And the parak opens up with four categories. Four categories of relationship between two people. And just before we see those four categories, the word noichalin or noichel means to inherit from somebody. When the other person dies, I will inherit him. Manchil is the opposite. Manchil means when that, when, when that person who we're talking about dies, then somebody else will inherit from him. So noichel is when you yourself are inheriting, you're receiving the property. Manchil means that that person dies and somebody else is inheriting from him. So the first category is yesh noichalin manchilin. If you have two people, they would both be noichel from each other. But when the other person dies, they will inherit him. And they are also both manchil. That when they die, the other person will inherit from them. That's category number one. And the Mishnah will elaborate. The second category is somebody who would inherit the other person. But when he dies, the other person wouldn't, wouldn't inherit him. He's not manchil to the other person. All right, third category, manchilin v'noi noichalin. Somebody who, when he dies, the other person will inherit him. But when the other person dies, he will not inherit the other person. And fourth category is manchilin. He wouldn't inherit the other person, his relative, nor would his relative inherit him. And now the Mishnah elaborates. The following relatives would both inherit the other person who dies. And when they die, the other person would inherit them. A father in relationship with his sons, his male sons, not his daughters. If the sons die, then the father is noichel them. And if the father dies, then the father is manchel them. They would receive from him. And the sons towards the father. They are both noichel when the father dies. And when they die, they are manchel to the father. And brothers on their father's side, people who have the same father, they could all inherit each other. And we're going to see that in a regular case that wouldn't happen. They're not the first, a brother is not the first in line for inheritance. We'll see in the next mission what exactly the order of priority is. This mission is just discussing potentially who is a potential inheritor. So the people we just mentioned, Noichel and Manchilen, would be Noichel when the other person dies, and they would be Manchil when they die to the other person. Alright, now the mission discusses the second category of people who would receive, they would inherit the other person, but when they die, the other person wouldn't inherit them. Ho'ishas imoy, a person towards his mother. If his mother dies, then he could potentially inherit her. But if he dies, his mother would never inherit him, even if she is the closest relative alive. A mother never inherits her son. Alright, ho'ishas ishtoy, a person, a man towards his wife. If his wife dies, he is noichel her, he inherits her. But if he dies, then his wife does not inherit him. A dead person's nephew, and specifically the dead person's sister's sons. If they are the closest relative alive, then a dead person's sister's sons could potentially inherit their uncle. However, in a case where they die, so their relationship with this other person is that he is their mother's brother or sister, the mother's sibling. So just like a mother doesn't inherit her son, also her brother would not inherit her son. So these people we just mentioned are in the second category of those people who are noichalin, they would inherit from the other person, but if they die, the other person wouldn't inherit them. 
Now, the third category is people who, when they die, the other person inherits them, but they would not inherit the other person. This is really the flip side of the second category. So, a woman towards her sons. If she dies, then the sons inherit her. But if the sons die, she wouldn't inherit them. A woman towards her husband. If the husband died then she would not inherit him. But if she dies, then the husband would inherit her. And the brothers of the mother, again, this is all the exact flip side of the second category. And these people, if they die, the other person would inherit them. But they would not inherit the other person. And now we have the last category of people who are related to each other closely. However, they would never inherit each other. Brothers, but only on their mother's side. They're the same mother. So it's Mishal and Nechel and Manachil, and they would not inherit each other at all, even if they are the closest relative alive. And all of these laws which we've discussed in this Mishnah are learnt from the Pesukim in the Torah, which discuss inheritance. Mishnah base, Seidan Cholis Kachu, the following is the order of priority in terms of inheritance. And it's important to note that if the person who has the top priority of inheritance is still alive, then he would take everything. We don't say that he's going to, to, going to take a lot of it, and the next person takes less and less, etc. Whoever has the most priority, if he's still alive, he would take all of the inheritance. And the Mishnah brings the Pasuk, Ish kiyomus, if a person dies, uvein ein loy, and he has not got a son, temes and you would pass over his inheritance to his daughter. So we see clearly in this Pasuk that Bain, a son, Kodim Labas, takes precedence over a daughter. So, for example, if a person dies and he leaves behind one son and one daughter, then the son would, would take the entire inheritance. Now, what happens if the son had children, and then he died, and then the father died? So now we're left with the person who died. He leaves behind a daughter and grandchildren from his son. But his son is not alive. Who takes precedence? The son's children? Or the daughter, says the Mishnah, all of the descendants of the son take precedence over the daughter, and therefore in the situation which we just described, the grandchildren would take the inheritance over the daughter. Alright, so far we have the top priority with the son and his descendants, and the next priority, number two on the list, is the daughter. Now says the Mishnah, the daughter takes precedence over the dead person's brothers. They are the third ones on the list. And it follows that the descendants of the daughter also take precedence, they take precedence over the brothers themselves. The brothers of the dead person take precedence over the father's father's brother. And the dead person's Brothers' descendants take precedence, they take precedence over the dead person's father's brother. Zakol, this is the rule. Anybody who takes precedence in their priority to inherit, their descendants also take priority, as we just explained. And the Mishnah now adds that, of course, a father takes precedence over his descendants. And if he's still alive, then he would inherit all of it. And his children wouldn't, of course, until that person dies, in which case they would inherit him. But that, of course, is a different matter. Mishnah Gimel. It should be noted that according to what we learned in the previous Mishnah, we saw that a son takes precedence over a daughter. And yet the Mishnah said that if the son died and he left behind descendants, children, then the children would take precedence over the daughter of the dead person. Even though they are less closely related to the actual dead person, nevertheless, they would take, pre- they would take precedence. Now, interestingly, even if the son of the dead person only had daughters and he has now died... 
Even then, the son's daughters take priority over the dead person's daughter. So this rule that anybody who has priority in inheritance, their descendants also have that priority, that even applies to the daughters, to the female descendants. And the Mishnah shows this based on an example which the Torah actually gives, a story which the Torah records of the daughters of Tzlofchad. In Parashas Pinchas, the Torah describes how the daughters of Tzlofchad, Tzlofchad had died in the Midbar already, in the desert, and he didn't leave behind any sons, but he left behind five daughters. Now, the way that Eretz Yisrael was split up and divided between everybody is a discussion, is a machlokes, how exactly it was done. This mission is of the opinion that it was based on the people who left Mitzrayim. If, let's say, every man received one portion of Eretz Yisrael, those who left Mitzrayim were not the same people who, who entered into Eretz Yisrael. But according to, the, to this Mishnah, one portion was given to each man who left Mitzrayim. Difference being, let's say we had someone, if you had two brothers, let's say Reuven and Shimon, who left Mitzrayim, and Reuven had one son, and Shimon had five sons. And only the sons entered into Eretz Yisrael. According to this opinion, Ruvain's son would receive an entire portion of Eretz Yisrael, because he is the only one who inherits his father Ruvain, whereas Shimon's five sons would need to split the one portion which was given to their father Shimon between them. So this just says, Beneath Tzalafchad, the daughters of Tzalafchad, who entered into Eretz Yisrael, not they took three portions in the inheritance of Eretz Yisrael. Firstly, they received the portion of their father Tzalafchad. They were the first line, ones in line to the inheritance. So that part is quite simple. That is the law that a daughter inherits her father if the father died without any sons. And the Mishnah says, Shohevim Yetzim Mitzrayim, Slavchod was amongst those who left Mitzrayim, and therefore that's where he received his portion from, as we explained. In addition to that, Slavchod also inherited another portion in Eretz Yisrael. It's important to realize that even though they didn't enter Eretz Yisrael, we do look at it as if Eretz Yisrael had already been given to them. And so Tzolofchod was one of his father's sons. His father was called Chefer, and Chefer had a number of sons. So Tzolofchod was entitled to part of Chefer's portion of Eretz Yisrael. Now the question is, who takes priority, now that Tzolofchod died, who takes priority and who will inherit that portion of Eretz Yisrael, which Tzolofchod was supposed to receive from his father Chefer? Would it be Chefer's other sons, or would it be Tzolofchod's daughters? So this is where we see that law which we explained in the previous Mishnah, that anybody who has priority in inheritance, even if they die, even their daughters take that priority with them, and so the daughters of Tzlofchod received the Chelkeim Och Chefer, the portion which Tzlofchod had from inheriting the possessions of Chefer, his father. And in addition to that, there is a law that if somebody dies and leaves behind a number of sons, so they would split the inheritance equally between the sons. However, if the oldest child is a son, so he's one of the inheritors, he would receive a double portion. So if there were, let's say, three sons, instead of splitting the inheritance into three, they would split it into four, and the firstborn would take two of those portions. Now Tzlofchad was a firstborn, and therefore he received two portions. So the Mishra says, since he was a firstborn, he took two portions, and all of this, his daughters, the daughters of Tzlofchad, received, and so it comes out that they received three portions of Eretz Yisrael. Whether there is a son, whether there is a daughter, they have the same laws with regards to inheriting. 
Meaning, apart from the fact that a son takes precedence over the daughter, that if the son is alive, then he will inherit everything and not the daughter, nevertheless, their laws are the same, just that it doesn't necessarily always apply to the daughter. But when it does apply, she inherits in the same way as the son would inherit, that when either their father or mother dies, they would inherit them. And now the Mishnah continues to discuss inheriting one's parents, and the Mishnah is now focusing on the fact that there is no difference between when they inherit from their father or when they inherit from their mother, except for the following things. So first the Mishnah discussed the fact that there's no difference between the son and the daughter who are inheriting, and now the Mishnah is discussing the fact that there's no difference between the father and mother who are giving over their possessions to the people who are inheriting them, except for the son, if he is a firstborn, would take two portions when he is inheriting his father's property, but that law does not apply. He does not take a double portion when inheriting his mother's possessions. This is learned from Pesukim. And the Mishnah also adds, the daughters are fed and supported from the inheritance of their father once the father dies, even if their, their brother, the, these daughters' brothers are still alive, so they don't receive an inheritance. However, they do have the right to be supported by that which their father left behind. This is one of the conditions which is written down in the Kasuba, which is a document which is written at the time of marriage, certain obligations of the man when he's getting married, is that when he dies, his daughters will be supported from his inheritance. But the Mishnah says that this all applies to the man. The Kasuba is obligating the man in all of these things. But if the daughter's mother dies, then they don't receive support from that which she leaves behind. So unless they inherit it, in a case where there are no sons, then they'll inherit it. But if there are sons alive, then they would receive everything, and the daughters have not got a right, they have not got a right to be supported from that which the mother leaves behind.